WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. I want to thank you for joining us on uh, tonight's Exposure. My name is Wes. We've got uh, another full show lined up for you tonight. In a little while, we'll be speaking with uh, some folks from three different uh, theater groups in the uh, East Lansing and Lansing areas. We've got the Boar's Head Theater, the Peppermint Creek Theater, and, of course, uh, Wharton Center that uh, everybody is familiar with. Uh, after that, speaking with some folks from uh, the Spartan Discords, uh, which is a, sort of an offshoot of the MSU Glee Club. And then uh, later on in the evening, we'll also be speaking with some folks from the Student Organic Farm. And, of course, Earth Day, what an appropriate day for that. But uh, it being Earth Day, we can't just have one group uh, you know, focused on, on the betterment of the Earth. We're sitting down right now with uh, a couple of folks from uh, MSU Eco. we got Mitch and Ash. Ashley in here. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by. No problem. Hi, how are you doing? So now, uh, go ahead and give folks an idea about what uh, MSU Eco is all about. So it's a, um, technically it's a student sustainability organization, and it's just kind of a, a group of, um, you know, students from different backgrounds that are kind of coming together. They have a, uh, a common goal, um, you know, of sustainability, obviously, and that's kind of a catchphrase. So sustainable just means like, using resources in a way that doesn't compromise the next generation's use of that same resource. So you're not leaving kind of that, uh, that that's a natural resources debt for the yeah. next generation. Yeah, okay. exactly. You're not leaving them with the burden of picking up after right. you know, the generation before them. So. Now, is it safe to say, I mean, sustainability seems to be sort of the, the, the hot catchword for, for all things green right now. Is that mm. safe to say? Yeah, I'd probably say so. <laughs> now, but why? So, why the focus on sustainability rather than I don't know, say organic or local? I mean, what's the what's the appeal of sustainability? Sustainability is kind of a term that encompasses all of it. Like, like Mitch said, sustainability encompasses things that are using resources in the proper way that aren't going to deplete them for future generations. So, by eating locally and by eating organically, you're making sure that those products were grown right so that they're going to basically um, the soil is going to be fine to be growing things in the future and not going to have all kinds of problems with water pollution. Cool. So now how, how is eco making things more sustainable for, I don't know, maybe, maybe MSU or even what, what, how are you guys getting involved? Um, a lot of it's just what, whatever students want to do. I mean, this is a pretty passionate group of students. So whatever they come in with and they're interested in doing, you can do, you know, anything from just helping out with contacting people or you can, you know, spearhead an entire event campaign or whatever. Um, so we showed the Planet Earth series this whole past year, um, which was a really like groundbreaking natural history documentary. Um, then we had sort of related um, environmental issues like discussions afterwards, um, and that was pretty successful. And then this past, was it February? I actually went to uh, something called Power Shift that a lot of eco kids went to. It was actually in November. Um, it was actually in November. Um, Power Shift is kind of, it was a huge climate um, conference. And it was the biggest conference of its kind. It was a youth conference. There are about between five and 6,000 students there from all across the nation. Basically, it was a call to action for representatives in the House and in the Senate so that they are aware that there are thousands of people who are concerned with this this, is, this issue and how it's going to be affecting their lifetime and future generations. And it was, um, we had like a campaign together. Um, we worked with several nonprofit organizations to develop a campaign um, 
something to directly hand to the representatives and let them know what we expect from them in the upcoming terms. So are there any kind of uh, policies that you're pushing toward, or is it just a more of an awareness of the issue as a whole? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, there are a few very specific policies that have been um, discussed and a couple of things that are out there and very important. Um, one of them being a moratorium on all coal production. Mm. Coal is a really hazardous um, resource. It's really hard extraction and burning it has caused huge health implications as well as environmental implications. Um, another one of the really, really big things that they were looking at was an 80% reduction of carbon emissions by 2050. That's the projected amount of carbon emissions that are going to need to be stopped for the planet to function, mm -hmm. <laughs> similar to what it has to this point. Now, you mentioned uh, the moratorium on, on coal. I see a lot of advertisements lately on uh, sort of the, the clean coal. <laughs> is, you're laughing. Is, is, is it that ridiculous, the yes. clean coal concept? Yes. What they should be saying is less dirty coal. <laughs> it, it, so when it's burned, it is actually cleaner than traditional coal. They still have to go about it, um, you know, retrieving the resource in the same way. They still have to, we st we're still transporting it um, from other states, you know. Mm. Talk about energy independence. We're not right. really using a Michigan resource. There really isn't too much coal in Michigan, and that's definitely not where. Actually, this plant burns coal, and they're actually. I think they're working um, to get away from that. Um, but you know, we got our coal from a different state, so sure. I mean, try to support the local economy and pushing for renewable energies. You know, they're definitely applicable in Michigan. I mean, yeah. sounds like the core of sustainability, really. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. because you know, theoretically, that could be maintained. Um, over a number of years and generations, whatever. We're the, the 14th windiest state, which doesn't sound like a lot, but there's actually a lot of, um, there's actually a lot of lucrative places um, along the like Great Lakes area, and there's been a lot of discussion of actually like offshore um, wind turbine. Hmm. Um, and some of that's been um, implemented already, but there's no really hard legislation that requires that to go in and that's like the next step that's kind of what needs to be done you know be right. nice if everyone just went and started being more sustainable but when you have you know some the legal hammer behind you that kind of really helps to um stimulate a lot of sure. um, change and stuff so i mean obviously clean coal not not an option you're, you're getting <laughs> behind uh ethanol is one that's, that gets a lot of attention too where which what's eco's stance on ethanol the problem with ethanol and other biofuels is it ends up creating what is becoming known as the global food crisis. By setting aside farmland to, you know, create fuel to, you know, uh, grow corn for ethanol and other um, compounds for other biofuels, basically you're setting aside that land that's typically used for farming food. So that's that much, that much less food that's getting out. Um, it's also found that it takes just as much energy, if not more, to actually extract the energy from the corn and mm. other um, biomass as it gives off. So it's mm. not really as sustainable as it was once thought to be. I see. So clean coal, not good. Ethanol, problematic. Wind, you said, was, was is that a, a fairly viable option? Wind is pretty viable here. And solar, I mean, might not seem, I know Lansing is a really, really cloudy state in mm -hmm. particular, but there are actually some fairly sunny places in Michigan. And, you know, it, you know, we're speaking for our own individual um, opinions, but I mean, if you ask every member of ECO, 
they would probably have a different opinion, a different twist on sure. it. I mean, there's a lot of um, ways to investigate and a lot of different impacts that the energy industry really has. So absolutely, well, and they're all looking to to you know to make that happen. It seems I see a lot of you know commercials for car companies and yep. energy concerns trying to find that Definitely. that niche to you know. I mean, it's it's profitable for them, so I'm sure. Yep. And hopefully we'll find a, a solution and, to it. And one thing I think is important is. Um, it's a good thing that sustainability actually is getting mainstream because it's really easy to find organic, you know, whatever clothes, right. food, um, what have you. But it it's important for people to sort of critically look at. And I know we're all busy; we don't have time to, you know, Google everything that we're going to buy. Mm -hmm. But it's important for students to really look into what they're buying. Um, if it's you know, quote unquote, green or sustainable, look into you know the, the whole process from its inception. You know when. Um, you know, where are the resources coming from? How are they disposing of them? And there's like different degrees of, I guess, greenness. Sure. Uh, it's getting quoted. If it just um, says, if it says organic, it's not necessarily 100% organic. And, well, that, yeah. it depends. If There's like some hardcore um, certifications. Like mm -hmm. if it says USDA organic, there's some pretty strict standards. It percent organic. Oh, okay. so, so, I mean, there some things have certifications on them. There's no real certification for like something that's, say, all natural or, you know, green. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, students should really um, look into what they're buying more in depth, you know, if they can. Certainly. Um, so, I mean, that's a that's a great tip, you know, for, for an Earth Day is, like today. Is, yeah. Do you have any other good tips for students, like what they can, how they can maybe live a little more sustainably or at least a little more green? Um. Yeah, I would say, I mean, we both will probably plug, you know, voting. It's one of the most important actions you can take as a citizen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether your your primary, um, you know, value be something like healthcare or the environment, you can look and see, you know, voting records. And it's really important for us, you know, people in other countries are, are dying to get this right and we're kind of not using as much as we could. And also you can kind of vote with your dollar. Like we talked about, different companies are really doing um, taking the lead because there's no federal legislation right. yet. So uh, a lot of companies are taking the lead and really actually um, using a lot of sustainable practices. So when you go out and you buy something, um, you, re you really are voting with your dollar. There's you know, hundreds of different varieties of things you could buy on the shelf. So Certainly. Well, we got a, we got somebody calling up right now. Do you guys care to take a call? Uh, call? Of course. All right, let's do it. Go ahead. You're on the air with uh, Impact Exposure. Hi, thanks. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but uh, she mentioned that the uh, energy produced by a gallon of ethanol was uh, about as much as it takes to make it. And there was one study. Uh, what What are your sources on that? I think that, that one study has been refuted. I've read several different articles. Um, like Mitch said, you can find people that have all different types of opinions. I think that what we really need to be looking at here when it comes to living more sustainably is an integration of all types of different um, different ways to be utilizing resources in the best way. But okay. I, definitely, I definitely understand what you're saying, but I have read several articles that refute um, biofuels as a really good source for energy. And the, the term biofuels itself, I mean, is kind of an all-encompassing word. Um, the one that really gets um, a lot of exposure is corn. And, and corn um, definitely has, I mean, the infrastructure is there to process it. Um, but corn in particular um, takes a lot of water, um, takes a lot of fer fertilizer relative to some other crops. So I guess depending on uh, what what uh, crop your study is looking at, I know uh, cellulosic ethanol, which is just a fancy word for saying, you know, some sort of grass or, or something containing cellulose. Um, a switchgrass is something that grows native here in the United States. So, you know, if it grew here to begin with, it's not going to need a lot of extra water. 
Um, so, you know, just looking at those two fuels in particular, I mean, you could have drastically different results. So I think that's probably part of it, too. Overall, it's not good, though. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for calling. All right. Well, we don't typically get too many calls, but uh, that was that was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to put cool. you guys on the spot like that, no but uh, that was great. Well, we're we're running just a little bit low on time, but uh, you want to mention quickly about uh, a movie that you guys are screening tonight? Is that right? Yeah. Um, at the uh, Union tonight, there's a movie called Everything's Cool. Um, it's happening around eight thirty. There's an event that's kind of finishing up before it, so um, I think eight thirty is the the general time when it's starting. And it's a movie about climate change. And I think when people hear the word climate change, they hear a lot of um, kind of staggering statistics, and it's really easy to get depressed mm-hmm. and you know apathetic and say we can't really do anything. Um, I've never actually seen the movie, but um, it's from the makers of Blue Vinyl, um, who uh, it, I guess it was a um, a comedy. Um, but uh, it's, it seems like it's going to have a positive twist on it. It's sort of um, America is getting it now that mm. climate change is serious and it needs to be addressed. And so they're kind of going through these different people. Um, sort of like little mini documentaries who've been pushing for this kind of stuff. And they go through people, um, a snow groomer, which is, you know, someone who grooms the ski slopes and there's, you know, there's less snowpack, mm-hmm. um, climatologists, um, the quote unquote, uh, climate change messengers, the Columbo of climate change. I mean, <laughs> uh, it seems like it's going to be a lot more interesting and not just kind of a really sobering, uh, depressing sure. movie. There'll be some clever statistics. titles there, nothing yeah. else. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to let you guys go. we got to move on. But uh, thank you so much. A lot of great information from you guys tonight. Definitely a great group worth looking at uh, on, you know, Earth Day, of course. So uh, yeah. I want to thank you for being here, both of you. Thanks for thank having us. Thank you very us. much. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Yeah, certainly. And, of course, the more information available online on their website at msu.edu slash and then the little tilde, which is that uh, little character next to the one on your keyboard, and then ECO. We're going to take another short break, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. We are back with more exposure. We were just sitting down a moment ago with uh, student group ECO, of course, taking a look at uh, sustainability uh, on campus and off. And, of course, if you missed any of that interview, do podcast on our website at impact89fm.org, or you can check out their website at msu.edu slash tilde eco. Moving right along, we're sitting down with uh, a couple of the guys from Spartan Discords. Uh, thanks so much for coming by, you guys. Yeah, for yeah sure. absolutely. Now, of course, you just gave me both of your names. We've got Bolton. And we've got Creepy Pete. <laughs> uh, I, I have to ask, wh- why Creepy Pete? I thought you might ask. Um, <laughs> you were hoping I might ask. <laughs> you know, it's just a long story. We, we take an annual trip to Traverse City during the Christmas time, um, and we sing for high schools and middle schools. And 
it's just a kind of a long story about a party that we had. <laughs> ah, I'd rather not go into detail about fair it. Fair enough. But, <laughs> well, you don't look terribly creepy, so I had I had to find out what yeah. the reason was. Ever. But uh, you guys, uh, as I mentioned, are from Spartan Discords. Uh, now, is, is Spartan Discords sort of an offshoot of the Glee Club? Is that yep, fair actually, to say? Yep, actually, it's a uh, 12-member subset of the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we have auditions every year, or every semester, actually. Every semester, and there's there's 12 of us, and we sing, it, we sing all over the place. Um, since I've been in the group, sang in... University of Southern California um, for Bob Barker, actually. Really? Price is Right. It was awesome. You, you serenaded the host of The oh, Price yeah, is Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and it was still Bob. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and uh, just different colleges all around, and we hold concerts here, and yeah, just have a lot of fun. So now, uh, if, you're, if you're part of the Glee Club, why not just be in the Glee Club? What's the what's the reason for having the Discords? Um, it's kind of like a extracurricular. I don't know, Pete, you want to take it? Yeah, I mean, the Discords are just fun because we, we sing a lot of pop music. You know, you're oh. in the Glee Club. And you're singing classical pieces, and it's fun because you you kind of branch off, and you can audition for the discords, and you can sing stuff that's on the radio right now, and it's just uh, it's fun to sing for everyone around campus. So these kind of acapella renditions of like pop songs, yeah, is that fair to say? Exactly. Very cool. So what what kind of stuff would people be familiar with that you guys sing? Uh, right now in our rep, um, we sing some One Republic. Okay. Um, we sing. O-Town, which is getting a little old now, but uh, it's still a fun tune to We're sing. We're still rocking it, though. You know? <laughs> We're still trying to milk that for all it's worth. Um, Eric Clapton, Postal Service, oh. a lot of stuff. I mean, just everything, really. We so it's not, some old, old it's not just for the sake of irony, then? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you, ever, you guys ever take on any hip-hop? I'm always a fan of like when acapella groups do it. Like, oh, yeah. Um, we've, in the past, we've done uh, doo-wop, and uh, we've done Regulators. Nice. Regulators, and, yeah. Regulators is on um, uh, one of our albums called Live in Alaska. It's one of it's our first track on our album. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a fun tune. And um, what's the other one we did? Oh, No Diggity, Black Street. Oh, of course. So that was a lot of fun too. Everyone's favorite. Exactly. Well, now, uh, so so I mean, when did you guys get involved with the Discords? Uh, for me, it was um, it was two years ago. It was uh, right as I got into college, my freshman year. I had always sang in high school, so I, you know, went into uh, the Glee Club and I signed up for it. And those discords always sing right when all the f- incoming freshmen come in, you know, to kind of sway them to maybe try out. And mm-hmm. I try out, I tried out, and luckily I made it in, and uh, I've been loving it ever since. Cool. Now, what about you, Bolden? Um, well, I'm kind of old. <laughs> One of the senior members of the group. This is uh, my seventh semester. Would be my eighth, but um, I took a semester off school, so I couldn't sing with discords. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I've been around since 2004. Wow, so, you are old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old guy. <laughs> so what what about being in the group really appeals to you guys the most? And I'll start with you, Bolden. Like, um, what was it, if you had to rank at number one, what's the thing you like the most? Just the friendships that you make. Like, mm-hmm. There's 12 to 13 guys in the group every semester, and every group is different, and every group's equally as awesome. And like, I grew up with two sisters, and <laughs> my dad was always at work, so I was tortured like my entire <laughs> life. So coming to college and having just like basically brothers is pretty awesome. Cool, cool. For me... I'd have to say, yeah. It's, I mean, all the guys are, are really, really great. And I mean, if you if you love performing, there's nothing better. You know, you're in a small group of people performing songs that people love to hear, um, and just that just the feeling of performing in front of a bunch of people is just a great feeling. Cool. So now, give us give me an idea about like uh, about a, a typical semester. I mean, do you have performances maybe once a month? I mean, where do you, how, how often do you tour? Like, what's the, what's a typical semester look like for you? I mean, we take a lot of gigs, you know, we, yeah. um, you can, you can call us, uh, or you can e- shoot us an email and we will do gigs for you. Um, and we go and we sing at sororities. We, we sing in the dorms every week, which is great. Um, uh, we take quite a few gigs. Cool. So now, and what kind of gigs are we talking? I mean, I saw on your website, it said, uh, we'll, we'll sing for sororities to Southern California. I mean, that's quite a, quite a range there. 
Yeah, like um, we do we do like sorority mom mom's days, and then every Tuesday we sing in the dorm, which is just a lot of fun. I mean, and then gigs, people will contact us like retirement parties. Um, we've sang for uh, President Simon a couple times mm. at like university gatherings and stuff, and just pretty much anything you give it to us, we'll take it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, now you've got a sort of a big gig coming up uh, pretty soon, right? Oh yeah, this is our um, our annual big show. Yeah, it's um it's a concert where a lot of the alumni come back like discourse has been around since 81 and at these concerts uh a lot of alumni come back i don't don't know how many tickets we had for alumni but there's a lot of them and it's just a lot of fun it's kind of like the senior sign off concert so Hmm. it's my last concert so it's you know pretty special to me sure um it's uh it's this friday on april 25th it's at 7 30 at the passant theater Mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun um yeah we're just going to sing a bunch of good tunes and say goodbye to some old guys and you know, just going to have some fun. Do the old alumni ever come up to you guys after the show? You know, oh, all back when I was in the They all come group. up on the end. We have an <laughs> alumni song. Oh, excellent. Blind Sleeps Tonight. So last song, <laughs> there's usually like anywhere from, well, 12 to like 50 guys on stage. Sure. It's pretty sweet. Very nice. So uh, you know, as far as the show goes, I mean, is it uh, is it more for the alumni? Is it more for the guys who oh, are Oh, it's definitely for, for everyone. They okay. just Alumni like to come back to this show, but uh, it's definitely for everyone and it's a great time. Um, tickets at SpartanDiscords.com. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to go, it's it's just a blast. I mean, we're hoping we're hoping it's going to be a good turnout. Any uh, anything you guys can give us as uh, an idea about what to expect, or are you keeping it all under tight wraps? I think we may uh, we may leave it for people to come check. Oh, out the show. I see. You're going to whet their appetite a little bit. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so you also mentioned, of course, that you've got uh, auditions every summer, or excuse me, every semester. Uh, do you? Or does that includes the summer uh, summer semester? Nope, or not during the summer? We take okay. summers off. Okay, so so, and, so if people, someone's uh, you know in 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 the department or whatever, they want to get involved. You got to wait till fall, right? Yep. All right. So now, and how can how can they get involved? It usually takes place in the uh, the first couple of weeks of the semester. You have to be enrolled in Men's Glee Club. Hmm. Um, every Discord member is in Men's Glee Club and has to be. And it's just basically a pretty simple audition process. Um, you just got to sing us a song, a cappella, of course. That's what we do. Uh, you have to tell us a joke and then do some like short sight reading. It's nothing real difficult, but it's definitely it's a lot of fun. Do you guys remember the jokes that you told? <laughs> <laughs> Creepy Pete, I think you might. you got a look on your face. I... I don't remember the jokes oh, I, I told, actually. I don't, and I don't know if it would be appropriate to talk. <laughs> Must have been a pretty good one to get you on there, though. <laughs> Apparently it worked. <laughs> so, uh, now, you mentioned, of course, the, the, the Southern California trip. Is that also the same one that where you sang for, for, for Mr. Yeah, Bob Barker? Sure was. What was the occasion for going out there? Uh, it was spring break. You know, oh, okay. We were uh, kicking around a spring break trip, and a lot of the guys didn't have plans yet. We planned it pretty early. We were like, want to go to California and go on the prices, right? And we're like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we just went out there and stayed in Hollywood. And One of our members actually made it on to the prices. Right? Really? Um, David Bailey made it on. He's a very, very charismatic guy. He made it on. He actually got down and bid. He didn't get up. He didn't uh, have a correct bid to get mm. on stage. Just terrible. But he was, he was <laughs> going to be televised. But unfortunately, it was around the same time of year as, unfortunately, when um, Pope John Paul died. Oh. And they were doing all the, the papal services. Right. So it wasn't televised. His so, one shot at fame. His one shot. 
Yeah. Now, I guess if you'd, maybe if you bid correctly on that price of that toaster, you might have had a different story. <laughs> <That> toaster <laughs> gets it every time. Well, cool. So, you've, okay, just to recap, though, you've got uh, the big show coming up this Friday, April 25th, at 7.30 at the uh, Passant Theater. And uh, tickets available, what, uh, wartoncenter.com? Um, yeah, spartandiscords.com. There's a link that goes right to the Wharton Center's website. And also, I forgot to say, um, we're actually releasing our new CD, which is really exciting. We've oh. been We've been in the studio for quite a bit and uh, got it done. We're real proud of it. Any idea when that'll be uh, hitting shelves? Oh, it will be uh, released at the concert. It's kind oh, of a, it's a CD, concert, release. CD release party. It's excellent, excellent. The concert's called At the Kids' Table, and uh, the CD's called The Kids' Table because that's where we are all banished to during Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> <laughs> well, terrific. So uh, you guys got the show coming up and the CD coming out uh, both on Friday. And, of course, tickets available uh, by going to SpartanDiscords.com. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You bet. We're going to have to take a short break, and be, we'll be back with more Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, the Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to exposure. All right, we are back with more exposure. Uh, just a moment ago, we were sitting down with uh, the Spartan Discords, or at least two of them. Uh, of course, they've got their show coming up this Friday, uh, April 25th at 7.30 p.m. over at the uh, Passant Theater. Also, a CD release party at the same time. Uh, more information on that available at SpartanDiscords.com. Moving right along, we're sitting down with uh, Bob from the uh, Wharton Center. Thanks so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Now, as always, of course, the Wharton Center, very busy. Always lots of great shows coming up. It never ends. We've got a <laughs> great season coming up. We just announced it, actually, and we're really sweeping uh, Times Square. In fact, I just returned from New York City. Oh. Um, last week I was there seeing all the great hits that are there, and we're bringing them back here for you guys. We've got, uh, it, you know, really starts the summer with Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, Wicked returns to East Lansing, and then we've got Frost Nixon. Frost Nixon is a, a political show, and it's here on Election Day, and it tells oh. the story of David Frost, who was a, a famous talk show host who really got former President Richard Nixon to apologize to the world when nobody else could. So we've got that coming. We've got Greece. We've got Legally Blonde, the musical, saw it in New York this last time. We've got Color Purple, Spring Awakening, and The Lion King. Basically, 15 weeks of Broadway right here in mid-Michigan. That's just the Broadway shows. We've got (laughs) so many other different shows at Wharton Center as well. I would expect no less from the Wharton Center. That's true. (laughs) And the great thing about the Broadway shows, which is kind of interesting this year, is the fact that uh, many of them are based on movies, or movies are coming out for them. You know, you've got Wicked, Wicked, The Wizard of Oz. Frost Nixon is being made into a movie that's going to be released in uh, June or July. Mm. And uh, Grease, obviously, is a is a movie. Legally Blonde's a movie. Color Purple's a mm-hmm. movie. So it's interesting <laughs> that you've got those movie connections as well. 
Now, is that something that's more recent in, in theater, the, the sort of transition from movie to theater? I think it's becoming that. I yeah. think it is becoming that. I think they're turning them into, you know, either they base them on movies or turn them into movies. So sure. Mamma Mia, huge hit, oh, yeah. huge um, Broadway hit, and it's tour of the world, and now they're making a movie out of it, and it will be released this summer as well. Wow. So, so it's either it's one way yeah, or the other. Yeah, it's like either yeah. way, you know. <laughs> so so. What, what do you think of that, though? I mean, do you, do you like that uh, movie to, to theater, theater to I movie I think it's thing? really interesting. You know, Legally Blonde, I've seen the movie, and then I, I saw it on stage, and it's pretty similar to yeah. it. What I love about seeing it on stage is it really comes to life. I mean, when you're on stage and you're seeing live theater and you're hearing the music and you, you almost become part of it, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, that happens sometimes in a movie, too, where you forget time and you're part of the movie, but it happens less frequently for me in a movie than it does at a, right. at a oh, yeah, you know, got stage. Right in front of right the there. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got so many other different things, too. We've got Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, the world's greatest magic show you know, magic is a huge thing. David mm-hmm. Copperfield has sold out Wharton Center before. We've got yeah. him coming back. I think what you're going to find at Wharton Center is we've got something for everyone. Whatever your genre preference is, you're going to find it at Wharton Center. I encourage you to check out our website at whartoncenter.com um, to you know, give a sneak peek of what we've got coming up. Especially what's great about it is when you go to our website, you can actually look at some of the hits like Spring Awakening a huge mega hit one of mm-hmm. my favorite shows last year yeah. um, we've got coming here and Spring Awakening is definitely a, a show that's going to hit the college crowd big and a high school crowd they're going to love it as well now for those of us that are unfamiliar with Spring Awakening you know, Spring Awakening is, is, is a, a basically a show about life in the 1860s and it's about uh, kids who are at a school who are really coming into their own sexual identity um you know, boys liking girls for the first time, girls liking boys, boys liking boys, girls liking girls. And, you know, that whole puberty thing that happens to you that you're just kind of like, oh, my God, like what's <laughs> what happening to my on? body? What's yeah. going on in my mind? I don't understand <laughs> what's relevant about it is that if it was back in the 1500s or if it's today or if it's 100 years into the future from now, people are still going to have those same feelings. No mm-hmm. matter what happens with technology or times change, you still go through puberty. You still have those same emotions. And it's interesting how something in the 1860s is very relevant to what's happening today. Mm-hmm. What's happening, too, with this show is parents are taking their kids to it. Kids are taking their parents to it. Oh, so it crosses that generation. So it crosses that generational gap. Yeah. And there's this is going to be... a a show that people are going to be talking about. I expect people to kind of get groups together and, and go see it and have discussions afterwards because it makes you think. Now, when when is that show coming out? That show is coming in February, uh, February 24th through March the 1st. The great thing about it is Duncan Sheik wrote all the music for it. Oh. So um, if you're a Duncan Sheik fan, you'll sure. love it. And they've got some really neat uh, sounds or some songs. So. And, Check then, it out. and the next big show that you've got coming up uh, is, is Wicked, is that is right? Is Wicked, yep. It's coming up this summer. It's a uh, second return. Uh, we sold out last time it was here, and I expect it to sell out again. So if you want to get tickets... So if you missed it the first time around, you got a second chance. To it, yeah. yeah. Now, and, and I was just looking over the, the, the list of uh, shows you've got coming up even before then. A lot of great family stuff, too, I've noticed. Lots of great family shows, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, Jazz Cats, Jazz for Kids mm-hmm. is um, coming back um, this year. We've got, you know, tons of different Bob the Builder Live. If you've got little kids, really? you know, you're going to love that. Um, so, you know, Junie B. Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we have is the Worldview Lecture Series, which is coming back. Wynton Marsalis is going to be speaking. Uh, Margaret Atwood, Atwood is Canada's literary legend, basically. Uh, she's really a respected novelist and 
has explored and changed um, and written about a lot of preoccupations of our time. She's coming, and then Richard Dawkins, uh, the famous British ethologist, is coming. So yes, of course, his, uh, his book was very popular recently. The uh, he was he's the, uh, the the prominent atheist, I guess, is the best That's way to put it. That's correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I expect that there's going to be a lot of uh, discussion yeah. about them. I think it was the God delusion. That's the one. Book. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, between all three of them, really a lot to talk about. So there, right? you know, I think almost every single night there's something <laughs> going on at Wharton. Sure. Center, some, so. Something you can definitely check out. <laughs> something and, you can uh, check out. The great thing is though, you know what? We're on the campus of Michigan State University. Mm-hmm. We are on the nation's map as far as we're getting the shows and drawing the attention of major producers before many of the major venues were mm-hmm. considered a small venue here, but yet we get four weeks of Wicked. Now I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. How do you get Eight that draw? How do you get that pull for, for um, such big name shows like that? A couple of things that we do. We do, we really made our name for ourselves by creating the commission program, which we hired artists to create new pieces of work that they, which debuted on the Wharton center stage. Um, so that was kind of drawing attention because a lot of theaters don't can't do that. Mm. Um, we draw from so many different areas, from the UP, from Indiana, Ohio. We're centrally based. Um, the prices, if you look at that, that's a factor too. Sure. And then also the fact that its parking is really convenient. Um, so and we continually sell out. So yeah. you know, if I'm a producer and say I'm going to make a, you know profit there i'm gonna go there yeah i guess your success is perpetual i mean if you yeah. do well with one show it's going to attract more you know yep absolutely we actually w- the interesting thing about wharton center that a lot of people don't realize is that we run four different theaters mm-hmm. we have the cobb great hall the payson theater we also run the msu fairchild theater and the um uh msu concert auditorium really so, yeah so you've definitely got a full plate so every time i just talked about wharton center tonight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I have three other theaters that we have yeah. stuff going into. And I mean, so. I think I've seen a, a great show in every one of them. I mean, really, you, you definitely yeah. have a, a draw each time. Well, check us out at WhartonCenter.com and give us a call at 1-800-WHARTON if anyone has questions. Certainly. Always always a great show and always uh, lots of good information there. But one thing, one thing I wanted to ask you about, too, uh, you said you just came back from, from New York and yeah. kind of checking out what's going, what's hot right now. Is that a regular part of your job? I mean, do, do you get paid <laughs> to go to New York and I check out the best shows? I do get paid to go to New York oh, and, wow. and see. Yeah, you know, it's once a year and it's awesome. Um, you get to go and see what's what's the latest hot hit and i saw in the heights which is pretty amazing i think that was one of my favorite the other thing that was my favorite is mel Bo- mel brooks's young frankenstein oh yeah uh which is pretty amazing in itself the staging is just great and it's a comedy and it's fun and megan mahoney the one from will and grace karen yeah. from will and grace stars in it so. oh really she she's uh yeah. sort of the uh, madeline Kahn character yeah, i guess okay so, it's pretty good. <laughs> how, now, how does uh, how does the Young Frankenstein musical compare to the producers musical, in your opinion? It's to the producers, uh, well, you know, it's dead comedy. I think the thing about Young Frankenstein that stood out for me was the staging is mm. so elaborate. The set and the changes that they do, unbelievable. Hmm. Like I can compare it to a Wicked. Really. It's that's, that good. That's it's pretty elaborate. That yeah. good. Yeah. So if you've seen Wicked, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you haven't, you want to see it. And then you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Already, I want to see. It. <laughs> well, that's my favorite of the Mel Brooks movies. That's why I had to ask. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. A really well, great he, show, he so. actually spoke to the group too when he was in uh, uh, New York because we got together with other theaters and and he came in and spoke to us and he's quite a character. I bet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's so. fantastic. So, I mean, a, a lot of great shows coming up. Big, big shows as well as the sort of the, the smaller ones that are are just as good. It really absolutely, seems, you know? absolutely. Uh, a lot of great family stuff too, of course. Family, oh. jazz, classical music, dance, Broadway, um, lectures, lectures. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, you name it. <laughs> you name it, we have it. If we don't have it, tell us about it, and we'll bring it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, Bob, thank you so much for coming by. All right, thank you so much. You bet. And of course, all that information available at WhartonCenter.com or by calling one eight hundred Wharton. We're going to take a short break and back with more exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on eighty eight point nine The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, we are back with more Exposure. We were just sitting down a moment ago with Bob, who's here from the Wharton Center. And, of course, uh, their entire lineup for you know the, the next several months, really, is all available at whartoncenter.com or by calling 1-800-WHARTON. Uh, moving right along, our final guest for the evening. We're going to close things up a little early tonight, but uh, we'll find, you know, saving the best for last, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yes. Sitting down with uh, Dave and Shar here from the Boar's Head Theater. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for, having, Thanks for us. having us. Certainly. Now, uh, <laughs> you guys have a, a show coming up. Uh, th- is it the end of this week, or is it the following? week um sure it is uh april 30th to may 25th our opening night is may 2nd oh i see so now and and what what show have you guys got going on um this is uh jeff daniel's prequel to escanaba in the moonlight it's called escanaba in love ah so now this is uh, that's a pretty pretty popular one how far back does this one go um it takes place uh the opening day of deer camp 1944 Okay. It's at the end of World War II. I see. Yeah. So now, uh, for those of us that aren't familiar, could you give us a kind of a summary of what, what both productions are? And... Ooh, I, well, <laughs> you know more about the first production. I do? Uh, don't you? Well, I, mean, the first, I, I have not seen I have it. to admit, the One first the production is a little before my time. <laughs> uh, but it's the tale of Reuben and Sodi. R- Remnar? Reuben and Remnar is Remnar. the brother. And Who are the... S- well, yeah, we better not go there. <laughs> I don't um, want to get too much away. Ruben is like the only man in the UP who hasn't bagged a buck by his 30 somethingth birthday. And so he's a huge disappointment. And everybody, everybody thinks he's cursed. And it's very funny. It's a very funny play. Um, and Escanaba in Love is the tale of how his Ruben and Remnar's parents meet. Yeah. Not us. Not us. But it, I'm the the mother to be. And I'm the father of, of Albert, Albert Jr. Sonier, said, Albert Sody Jr. Albert Sody Jr. Yeah. So does it completely take place in the past, or is there kind of a flashback going on? No, it's all, it's uh, all in the past. up at Deer Camp and I said. Um, up in Escanaba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up by uh, Sody Ridge. Open the, the UP there. <laughs> the UP. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, do, do, do people have to have seen the first one in order to know what the heck's going on? I, mm, no. 
No? Actually, I don't think they do. Um, I think it helps, and it makes it... It makes it a little more special, I think, when you know what's happening and it's the history, but it's a great play on its own yeah. as well. It totally stands up. It will definitely um, take you down that road. And, right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff had, had, I think, he, 10 years between the first one and this one. I see. And he's really grown as a playwright. Oh, man. It's, and uh, it's, it's a great, it's a well-done play. So how would you say it's, his, his writing has changed? You said he's, he's grown in it's 10 years. I mean, he, something's yeah. got to change. Oh, abs- and he's done. I think he's written 11 or 12 plays. At least, yeah. Um, the first one, it's he, his main goal with writing the first one <coughs> was to get people into the theater who don't normally go. Um, and so he wanted to write plays about Midwestern people set in the Midwest. Um, and so with the first one, he had just done Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. and he couldn't believe the amount of uh, popularity <laughs> right, I guess, right. that came from that and how many oh, people no, came right. out to see it, other than 12-year-old boys. Yeah. It's still one of my favorite <laughs> yeah. movies. Yeah. And so there's he was like, audience. well, we'll put a lot of humor in it, and there's a lot of, you know, I don't know what they call it, blue humor, I guess. Fart jokes. And so, and it's totally funny, and it's great. Um, the second one, I think, is a little... I don't know how to, maybe a little better crafted. It's more of a whole play. You've got the climax and the denouement, and there's some real conflict in there. (laughs) Denouement? Denouement. Denouement. (laughs) Hey, watch it, bro. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let the cat out. Yeah, so it's it's well done. Very much. And he also, uh, a couple years back, he really just made a leap. well, leap, I guess, but when uh, he wrote Across the Way, which was something entirely oh, great play. now for something completely different mm-hmm. and uh, just blew everybody away. And those are in between these two? Um, yeah. Yes, actually they so. were. Okay. I, I think you're right. Yeah, that was 2005. He can, yeah, something like that. He does some really great comedy, but he's he's a very soulful man. He's a poet. That Mr. Daniels. <laughs> Listen to his so. songs. Now, did he did he stop by, kind of talk to you about the about the writing, what he expects, or anything like that? Or um, he, not, not really. Not he not was yet. not with this one. The first time it went up. This is the third time we're mounting this play. I see. We did it at the Rose and then down at the Gem, and oh. now we're here. At the and Rose that was last year at the Gem. Is that yeah. It? Um, or last the, winter. Last winter. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and so during the first one, he was very involved, and he'd be like, that joke doesn't work, we'll take it out. This really works, we'll go more in this way. Yeah. But he kind of let us, you know, he really puts a lot of trust in mm. Guy Sandbell, who's the director, and uh, they have a real open Guy does his homework. And... <laughs> he really does, I mean, that's a compliment. And it's, it's great, just... they work so well together, and right. so he doesn't, you know, and if he sees an actor do something, Sympathical. he just lets them... Lets go. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you're talking about Jeff and his music, I mean, he's got a song in here. Oh really? That's uh, that's just well. He's written two songs based yeah. on the Sodi on the Sodi thing. Yeah. And do you do you sing them? Is that uh, your um, role? Or? Well, uh, me, my, we, uh, we, uh, uh, yes, they do. I uh, attempt to. Oh, I see. Uh, let me put it that way. <laughs> Very uh, modest of you. Be, you, know, you know, the votes are out in this one, but you know. <laughs> it's a fun Farm play. There's singing there's and there's some dancing and there's a lot uh, of shenanigans. It's, it's, it's so family. Okay. And you know, parents and. Their offspring, and you know, the parents work hard to try to keep them in line. <laughs> make sure you, you know, you put the time in and the sure. effort, and you want to, there'll be a payoff, and things suddenly don't quite go <laughs> the way they wanted them to go. Like the familiar tale. Oh yeah. boy, yeah. On a daily basis across the globe, <laughs> yes. 
So then, uh, now what about this particular uh, production that appealed to you both? Uh, I'll start with you, Charlotte. What you you heard about it? You saw it? What 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 turned you on about it? About doing it at the Boar's Head? Yeah, or just in, or about getting involved in the first place, really? Oh gosh, well, who wouldn't want to be involved? I had been hearing about this forever, you know. And Jeff, I went to CMU, and that's where Jeff went. Uh, yeah, he's okay. CMU. He didn't grad graduate. He went and. You know, became you a movie star. Became famous. Yeah, you know, go figure. <laughs> I put the yeah, hard real job. Okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and so I had seen him, and I knew about the Rose, and I went and I did an apprenticeship there after I graduated from college, which is a great step if you're trying to find a bridge between school and a career. So I scrubbed some toilets and mopped some floors, and I knew that they were going to do this play. And I just, I'd done some understudying and auditioned, and it ended up working out amazingly. So, gosh, there was there was no doubt in my mind that I would love to be a part of it. Sure. Um, it's a saga, you know? Saga. It's legendary. Saga. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, what about you? What appealed oh, appeal to you? Job. Yeah, just something to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it worked out, I'm from Lansing. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, the guy called and somebody had wasn't available and they had to do something. And I just got done working at the Roses past uh, winter. Or, uh, yeah, winter, uh, in a, a, a world premiere of a play called Poetry of Pizza. And uh, so I was, you know, back on the radar, and, and I said, hey, would you be available for this? And he said, absolutely. And uh, so it's always a treat to work with the Purple Rose, and uh, and, and also back at the Boris Head here, and, which is sort of my, mm-hmm. my training ground. And uh, and uh, to work on a Jeff Daniels play is... Uh, it's a gift. Not a bad thing. It's a gift. <laughs> I've never been at the... I had seen shows at the Boar's Head, but I've never worked there before. Oh, okay. So I was very excited oh, cool. to get in and get in the space, and it's always great to be at a new theater. Jonathan has just mentioned that uh, ticket sales are already gone. Well, how about yeah, that? Pretty, which is exciting. Pretty good, right? <laughs> there you go. Can He's giving a that? thumbs up in the back there. <laughs> oh, sorry, was, was that... Can we say that? Oh, oh okay. well, we already did. So. Oh, okay. Already did. <laughs> Whoops. Cats out of the bag, folks. Uh, well, no, but so just, just out of curiosity, so what, what sort of... Uh, what sort of things do you hope that people get out of out of the play? What do you what do you mm. what do you want the audience to walk away with? After you do. Me? No, I'm blanking on this. Oh, one. Well, um, to, uh, <laughs> no. first, well, to identify with the, it's the family. Oh, okay. You know that wonderful thing called the family that mm-hmm. gets abused a lot, and uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's uh, there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of uh, not humor mm-hmm. that's very truthful and. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's Michigan, folks. That's yeah. us, boys and girls, and we have stories, and our stories are just as valid as <laughs> New York or L.A. Or we just have funny accents sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, funny accent, funny walk, funny talk, funnier props, and you know, here you go. And, uh, <laughs> but no, it's uh, I guess that's uh, supporting the arts, and uh, you know, maybe exchange an idea or two there, exactly. and go home a little different, yeah, take on stuff, and get rid of some of that tension you might have had having to go to the theater <laughs> yeah it's a great experience you know and you get that's that life of yeah. relating to people on stage yeah. and it's live theater and sure. uh, you know and that means anything can happen mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and and the audience of course is the best part of it it's sure. you know without that interaction and each performance and i'm sure Shar will can elaborate a little on that is it's a different production Oh, absolutely. You never know what's going to happen. I 
broke the door down once coming did in. Did you really? I did. I did. I broke it right off the hinges. Oh. So uh, you never like, know. Like, like while the show she's is going She's a tiny on. thing, yes. folks. Just uh, yes. don't know your own strength. She's, so, she's, a, yeah, you know. she's a strong boy. It's all muscle. Yeah. 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 Yes, That's right. <laughs> Nettie announces wasted. <laughs> but it's great. I mean, you feed off the energy of the audience. And people, I mean, people who love Escanaba. Yeah make the point to come out and they're fantastic sometimes they dress up in costumes or <laughs> they come drunk i don't know whatever but um, big big fan bases so it's yeah. it's great having escanaba audiences sounds like a pretty lively show then oh, oh you you know well yeah absolutely yeah. and what, what a cast oh yeah. you know and, and i mean just everybody involves at the top of their game and it's just it's yeah. a good time. Yes, it really is. It's it's fun. it's fun to do it. It's fun to work. watch it. It's fun to be there. Gift. Fun to be in it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, that's going to about do it for us. But thank you so much, you guys, for coming in. Well, thank you. Thanks, Certainly. Guys. That's been uh, Dave and Shar from the Boar's Head Theater. Of course, more information available on their website at boarshead.org. And the show Escanaba in Love, written by Jeff Daniels, uh, performed uh, April 30th through May 25th, or, and the uh, the opening night May 2nd. May 2nd. May 2nd. There you yeah. go. Start uh, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday? April 30th. April 30th. Yes. April 30th. Well, there you go. So that's going to do it for us here Turn at uh, Impact. <laughs> that's going to do it for Probably us here on. at Impact Exposure. Uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, we're cutting things a little bit short, but we're going to just play you a little bit of music here uh, shortly. Uh, our, our illustrious DJ Ian is going to take over for the next few minutes until the progressive Torch and Twang comes on here at 8. He's flexing in there his mighty muscles he's going to operate the board with. So for me, I'm Wes. Uh, for everybody that's been on tonight, thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with more Impact Exposure. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.